0: Oh. She's so persuasive, damn, Mariborna. She's so flirtatious. How does it feel to be so persuasive, damn, Mariborna? She's so flirtatious. Keep how does it, it feel What's going on, everybody? is your boy Jordan, and this is Desmond. And welcome to episode 142 of two black nerds
1: Nerd.
0: that's right it's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and our takes on all things fandom pop culture and entertainment as always you can find two black Nerds wherever you get your podcasts please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support and of course join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on twitter instagram and TikTok. At 2 Black Nerds, we appreciate that love, y'all. And let's not forget to mention, we have merchandise that's available now at 2BlackNerds.com. Go check out our Nerds of Thunder collection inspired by Thor Love and Thunder. We got t-shirts, crew necks, hoodie stickers, mugs, and tote bags. So go ahead and place those orders right now. On today's show, we'll be reviewing episode 4 of the Marvel Studios original series, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. As usual, we'll recap and discuss the week's most notable moments and assess how we're feeling about the series at the near halfway mark. But before we get to any and all of that, we're kicking out this podcast with our general big picture thoughts about the latest installment. And so last week's episode of She-Hulk, episode three, was a bit controversial, probably to say the least. An episode that felt like it was somewhat divided amongst the fan base. I know a lot of people that did like it and did enjoy it, obviously, because of the entire cameo situation. Megan the Stallion was referenced a lot and actually appeared in the episode for pretty much a viral moment that they created. I know that that particular moment was something that we did not really attach ourselves to in the best way it was something that felt a little bit (laughs) off in terms of what we've seen out of this series thus far but last week's episode wasn't a total failure it was just one of those things that kind of had a bit of a balance issue I would say there were certainly good things but as the series continues on and on and now that we have episode four what did you think about this week and how do you feel that we are doing with She-Hulk as a series now that we're close to the halfway point at this mark
1: this week of She-Hulk, I think is my favorite episode so far of the series. It gave me a lot of the weirdness I think I was looking for, and some of the, um, um, I don't know, just just world of what She-Hulk I think has the potential to be. Her as a lawyer just feels like, uh, uh again specifically a, a a lawyer for for superheroes. It feels like it has the potential to be something really cool week to week where we see something new, and I think this week we've seen something new, and um, last week was, even as you're saying, people were split on the episode, I was split on the episode itself, right, I liked half of it, and then the other half I didn't like, here, it was more focused, there was no A and B plotline, really, it was just us watching Jen, in this case, in her dating life, Um, and I think it... Uh, the, us focusing really uh, a little bit more on her and what she has going on in her life was very beneficial. And so uh, I enjoyed, man, the action we got in the episode, um, the recurring characters we got in the episode. There's some new characters I actually really like here, too. And so, again, I, I, I really think this is my favorite episode um, coming into week four. How I feel so far? Still a slightly a mixed bag. I still do not hate the show by any means. I know people out there are still like she hulk sucks. She hulk sucks. Um I every, I will say every week I enjoy it enough to watch it, right? Like I still I absolutely still feel like this is a show worth watching. I'm never upset at um an episode or hate anything about it. I and and what's what's even uh, more interesting for me is after this week's episode I'm hoping things ramp up, because if, if if every episode after this feels the way that this episode did, then I, I really do believe that we might be onto something in she hoped. and it's very possible for them to not rectify, because again, I don't feel like anything's super broken, but to just pick, pick up the speed a little bit, and so, um, you know, shoot, what, five episodes left is a decent amount, um, and... I'm very hopeful and i'm very optimistic after this episode again because none of the other episodes were terrible they just were okay or they just were fine or some 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 i liked um but here i think i think if 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 we can kind of echo the same feeling that this episode gave me then i'll be in this very uh uh, so much of a better spot by the end of it there's still some cameos we know that's going to happen There's some things in this episode that sets up other things for the future that we also kind of predicted was going to happen. And there's a lot of potential here. So, um, again, I'm, I'm very optimistic here, but I think I think we're on our way, man. We'll see. We'll see.
0: This is definitely, I would have to agree, this is definitely my favorite episode thus far. I feel like this is what I've been waiting for out of this series, She-Hulk, and this feels like the most complete representation of what I always expected it to be. Last week's episode was certainly veering closer towards that, but as you mentioned, multiple storylines just didn't work out ultimately for me. There was a storyline that I was invested in and another one that I wasn't really at all invested in. And this week, when we are allowed to just kind of focus on really one element and one series of characters and in one case in particular since that's sort of the style and format of the series I just found it to be the strongest addition it made me laugh really like genuinely made me laugh which is something I've been waiting for since that series premiere. And there were a lot of comedic moments. I thought that the new character additions were all really, really fantastic. I love the stuff that they did with Wong here. um, And I loved how that also continued to elevate the relationship between himself and Jennifer throughout the series. And then also her own personal trials and tribulations that she continues to try to figure out and balance as, as this dual life that she's living between Jennifer Walters and she Hulk. And so It all came together in a really, really remarkable way for me that I felt like that this has been the strongest representation of what this series was always setting out to be. The question obviously is, can they continue this momentum? Can they keep up the pace? I'm certainly hopeful and optimistic that they can because, again, the seeds were there last week. You could see where they were going last Mm -hmm. week. It just didn't feel like the execution was quite there. And so now that it feels like it's a fully formed and fully realized series at this point, I, I can only hope that the remaining five episodes that we get continue to resemble what we got this week a lot of comedic moments really offbeat weird humor continue to be a show unlike anything we've ever seen out of the mcu because this is really really different stuff than we've ever gotten and i think that that's a really positive and good thing and lean more into this format that you're really trying to cultivate each and every week continue to have those one-off cases those one-off Really standalone episodes, and I do want to talk about that a little bit more in depth as we progress through this review, but ultimately, I think at this almost halfway point, we're in a pretty good spot. There have been some missteps, certainly. I talked a lot about those last week. has not been a perfect series, but by and large, I think that they're mostly doing and achieving what they set out to do. A few things that I would have personally done differently, and also, even thinking about this week's episode there are still some things that are kind of floating in the air where I I would like a little bit more clarity mm-hmm. doesn't have to be fully resolved and, and, and tightly wound up at this particular point but they have a lot of they have a lot of just lingering things floating yeah. around where I'm like okay that's cool we still have a lot of time left to address those things so I'm not worried just yet I do fear that if we get to episode seven and a lot of these things haven't been wrapped up mm-hmm. we'll only be facing the very similar problem that we face in a lot of these MCU series. But at this point right now, I feel optimistic. I'm hopeful, and I really enjoyed this week's episode. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Let's talk about all the details. So we'll officially start a spoiler section of this review. If you haven't seen this week's episode of She-Hulk, definitely go watch that and then come back and finish out this review. And we should start off with the guy himself, Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme. FaZe Wong continues in a big, big way here. And he was obviously very apparent in last week's episode that only continued in this week's episode where even more of the focus was placed on him and we now know that wong has just been everywhere all over the map in terms of phase four and really just the mcu at large he's made so many appearances at this point i believe that this is his fourth appearance in phase four alone he was already in shang chi and the legend of the ten rings Mm -hmm. he popped up in spider-man no way home of course he was in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness earlier this year now of course she hulk attorney at law What do you think about Wong, man, just really coming through all of these different scenarios, really allowing us as an audience to become more invested in him as a character? Because not only are we seeing him do work as the Sorcerer Supreme and really own that space, but we're just getting to know him better. We're getting to know his own personal quirks and interests on a little bit of a deeper level. Do you think he works best in these small doses and these more so these supporting roles that we've seen him pop up in? Or would you like to even see more of him? Do you think that there could be even more of a prominent position that's given to Wong in the future, maybe in Phase 5 or Phase 6 of the MCU?
1: Right now, I actually really like him as like this cameo guy that we are learning a, a ton about. And I only say that because he's a Sorcerer Supreme. And it feels like the Sorcerer Supreme should kind of be everywhere <laughs> in the same way that um, you know uh, uh, She-Hulk's nature in the comics was, that woman just would like pop up and be like, I'm here. I feel like Wong is okay right now, kind of kind of filling that same role because every time you see him it it's like Marvel's creating like a comfort mechanism a little bit where it's like oh Wong is here all is well and and it's not necessarily in trouble but just like the episode is in safe hands or the movies in safe hands. I don't know what it is. Um and and it's really cool about that. And I'm I'm loving learning more about him and these little snippets too. I think it is possible uh always for them to to we talked about it before a Wong show would be the easiest thing to make he's here it's Phase Wong (laughs) like for there not to be a a Wong show of it 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 works but if there was one was to exist nobody would be mad I don't think because he is now so beloved by the community and so it's just it's, it's it's one of those things where uh again I'm just always happy that he's here and every time that he is here it it I don't know, it adds a little extra just oomph to an episode or oomph to a movie or, yeah, it's 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 one of the funnest cameos I think we have um, in, in the MCU today. Like, I can't think of a lot of other characters right now. Of course, it's more like jarring things where it's like, oh, there goes that guy. Oh, there goes that guy. Shoot. Spider-Man popped up. Of course you would go stupid. But when Wong pops up, it's just a little more like. You breathe a little easier (laughs) when he's on the screen. And so I, I appreciated that about it.
0: Well, I also love how Marvel Studios and the team behind this series, they know these things. They know how much we love Wong as an audience. At the top of the episode, after we first get introduced to Wong again, reintroduced, I should say, when we first see Jennifer, she breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera and says everybody loves Wong, it's like giving the show Twitter armor for a week because <laughs> people are not going to criticize an episode really if it's focused on Wong because we just all love him Thanks. so much and he's so he's such an endearing character. And so I think that they know what they have on their hands here. And I feel like something might have switched a few years ago because, one, nobody can make an exit like Wong. That man will leave a situation in <laughs> a scenario so fast. If he Dude. sees a sign of trouble, if he doesn't want any parts, he's out of there. And I think Marvel might have realized this mm-hmm. after Infinity War when that moment he just like leaves got out of there yeah. <laughs> and got out of there to go protect the Sanctum Santorum. He just leaves Bruce on the middle in the middle of the street. I think they kind of realized like, oh, we might have something here because mm-hmm. that moment went viral and everybody would use Wong <laughs> as, a, as a mechanism to be like, oh, who all going to be there? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'll go somewhere else. And so I love that. I love that they're leaning into that so much. And I do think that right now. These supporting roles, you know, these these smaller doses in in which we see him, are the best ways to utilize him. As you said, Sorcerer Supreme does feel like a certain character, a certain centerpiece of the MCU that should be mm-hmm. almost everywhere. He should yeah. he sh- he should have his hands in all things, especially if he sees a sign of trouble. So, of course, this week he notices that there is a copycat mystical arts you know sort of wizard out there or in shang chi he he notices that these power from these from these 10 rings is sort of radiating a a specific type of energy so he wants to get on top of that before it becomes a big problem so i think stuff like that makes sense uh we also just get to know a little bit more about him like i said he he's just like everybody else obviously my guy is watching the (laughs) sopranos at least at least in the middle of the sopranos and gets it ruined (laughs) This moment legit got an audible reaction out of me, because Same. I am watching, re-watching The Sopranos <laughs> in this very moment, and I'm in season five, like moments before the episode that they spoil, and I'm just like, wait a second, what the hell? It like, a
1: little bit.
0: <laughs> It's kind of crazy that they just like went there and leaned so much into it, but my guy is streaming and binging series like anybody else. We know that he loves music, because in the first Doctor Strange movie, he had his iPod, he was listening to Ooh. Beyonce. He also has a pretty deep fascination with liquor. At the in credit at in credit scene of this week, he talks a lot about his favorite liquor and thing like things like that. So Wong has a lot of different interests. I I love getting these little tidbits about him. Um, but when he gets Soprano spoiled he pivots i think he just kind of hangs it up and goes to this is us immediately he's like i (laughs) i can't finish this she just spoiled the entire series for me the biggest moment so let me just go ahead and watch another show i'm kind of curious like what other shows do you think wong might be watching on his watch list like this is Us," sopranos those are two very different series like he takes a pretty big pivot there yeah i'm wondering like is he inspired to go watch better call Saul" because of the lawyer stuff does he like these sitcoms like i don't know Big Bang Theory or is he like re-watching <laughs> The Office? Is he is he going to tap into Stranger Things because of like the mystical stuff that's involved in that show? Like, what do you think he's watching on a day-to-day basis outside of what we've already seen?
1: I don't know, man. This Is Us and Sopranos are like, I get, they're like, cultural moments, I think. So I th- I'm thinking he probably watches just big shows like that. I'm sure he've wa- he's watched like the first couple seasons of like Scandal <laughs> or like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think what else is. I'm sure he might watch Game of Thrones. You know, I feel like he watches like big. He's trying to catch up with all the big stuff um, that happens in the world. So I, I think he, he might stay stay away from sitcoms. I don't know yet because we haven't gotten there. Um, but, man, there's some some sad, dark shows he's watching. And, uh, and, and I'm thinking maybe that's what he puts himself through, man. Uh, I could <laughs> see himself watching. Of course, he watched Sopranos. I feel like he watches Breaking Bad at some point. Um, yeah but it would uh, yeah it would also make sense to watch a Stranger Things uh, as this episode contains Stranger Things moments <laughs> so uh, it would be cool to see if he, he watches something like that too but yeah I think he just watches like the dark the in the cultural moments those two together the, the really big shows is probably what he watches
0: yeah the big zeitgeist type of shows and of course I mean listen the Soprano spoilers certainly unsolicited they also kind of they gave us a pretty big clue that it was going to get spoiled. They wanted us to know, like, hey, y'all, we're going (laughs) to reference The Sopranos. Not only are we going to include the theme song, but we also have, like, the episode title sitting on the (laughs) television screen, and I just can only imagine, like, if you have not watched Sopranos yet, uh, I would just encourage you, like, if you've not watched it, just, like, Watch it like in a year or like six months later because you don't know you don't really know the context of those characters Mm -hmm. and then you'll forget you'll forget what what was said here. But if you're in the middle of like a first time watch and you see this, like if you're on season two and you watch She-Hulk, man, that 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 has to hurt. But the show's also been out for twenty years, so that's kind of on you as a person if you haven't caught up. But I agree, Wong is probably just watching the big stuff because he likely does not have that much time to just sit around and catch up on a lot of streaming shows so he'll get the references and he just wants to be a part of the the conversations to get those big cultural moments like you said so i would have to agree but yeah wong is he's just such a great addition every single time we'll circle back to like his his central conflict in this episode as we talk about the case of the week we should pivot and talk about she hulk and and jennifer and what she's going through in particular we finally get a little bit more insight into this whole dating element, which is something I know we've both been waiting for for a minute now within this series because it felt like that they included that so much in the marketing how She Hulk was going, going to have a, a, a dating life, a social life. What was that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And so we got a lot of that this week, and we see that she actually creates a dating profile on an app to match up with people. I think it's called Matcher, you know, so very much reflective of dating apps of the day. And she starts by using her regular picture. She uses like her lawyer headshot. And Nikki, her best friend's, like, nah, you can't do this. We 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 can't have you using your headshot out here because nobody's gonna like that. And instead wants to create a separate She-Hulk profile. And we see like The keen difference between those two, when Mm -hmm. she when she presents herself as Jennifer, she's just like everybody else. But when she presents herself as She-Hulk and creates this profile, she gets all the matches in the world. It it becomes easy. And she has that moment again where she breaks the fourth wall and she looks like, oh, wow, how demoralizing for Jennifer. What do you think (laughs) about just that whole dynamic of like people have a real fascination with her? And that's that's the more attractive side, I think, to the Mm -hmm. public, especially to like men. That she's going to see. They want She-Hulk, and that's that's only just like further exacerbated when we see that same thing happen in her professional workplace. We see that they only want her there in the Superhuman Law Division as She-Hulk, not as Jennifer. What do you just make of everybody wanting her to present herself as the superhero as, as opposed to her real self?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, man, because it it speaks to you know somewhat of just the plight that women have gone through since the beginning of time. But here, it's so interesting how some people want her for different reasons um you know just depending on what we're talking about like you just, you just spoke about her job her job needs her to be she Hulk in order to defend other people like her right other soups other uh um, supernatural but the, the men that she's looking for a matcher they're like she Hulk just because she's been hypersexualized. they're probably like what does this green woman look like naked what is? Oh my God, she's so big and strong. This never happens. You know what I mean? The same way that um, I don't know. Like we can hypersexualize. Oh, Meg the Stallion, right? She was on the episode last week. The same way men hypersexualize Meg the Stallions. The same way people can hypersexualize a she hole especially someone who can uh, uh, pick up people <laughs> and you know what I mean. Do whatever they want. Which is, <laughs> it's so funny because uh, on the date she has with. Freaking David Atunga is in here from NXT. It was very the, random. I was like, "What? What is this dude doing?" But I think it was him where he was like, "How much can you deadlift?" I was like, "What? <laughs> what kind of question is that?" Um, especially, I, it it's not um, don't get don't get me wrong. It's not out of the ordinary that a woman do, doesn't deadlift, right? But he was very turned on by the idea that She Hulk could deadlift a lot. He's like, "Oh, I can." deadlift success it's like why in that moment are you still like comparing dicks (laughs) to this woman (laughs) or like trying to impress her and she can literally pick up whatever she wants to pick up you know i I just thought that was funny but it's really again speaking to this world of 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 how men i think operate in means of lust right and they, they don't use their minds a lot um in, in 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 this uh in these scenarios and so she finds herself in a lot of weird dating situations because men suck it, it is you know what I'm saying it it, it is what it is and so I, I don't know I love how they were like highlighting that this episode but again she has to use the she Hulk persona for people to look at her and sure it's the saddest thing ever it really is but it is it it, it makes for such an interesting dating life for sure and I'm I'm, I'm rooting for Jen <laughs> at the end of the day more than i'm rooting for she hulk because man jen Jen is cool too (laughs) um but we'll see man yeah she had a uh certainly a large assortment of assholes
0: to pick from this week when when she went on all those dates like every guy was the worst they were just all the worst because you had yes david otunga he appeared here he only cared about the physicality of her just like how (laughs) strong are you because he clearly works out we know him he had a career as a professional wrestler so he's appearing as a show seems probably to be some sort of maybe like a physical trainer or a bodybuilder Mm -hmm. something like that and so he he, he's concerned with the physical then she has that date with that indie film director who's really he's just self-absorbed that he just cares about his own work you know so he's just kind of there to to praise himself the funniest date though was obviously the last one where we get the the conversation between her and the guy who Moved to L.A., and he considers himself a New Yorker. Oh, that no, Well, guy. actually, so yeah, sorry. Let me back back. So not the last guy. The second to last guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he considered himself a New Yorker. Lived here for 14 months, and so <laughs> he automatically can, can, can claim New wow. York status. He thinks L.A. people are so fake and phony, just like the casual thing to say, the, the, the very easy cliche thing to say. But that moment where they're both about to depart and they're reaching for their bags and he pulls out his keys that that really had me in stitches that was a very funny moment Mm because he was a total dick he was the worst like wow you you take this woman out you don't even give her any attention you only talk about yourself you're in your phone you don't care about jennifer and then you can't even pick up the bill like that was just like again reflective of what a lot of people probably deal with but Mm -hmm. it just also just reinforces like Online dating, the whole dating app situation, that stuff is just so it's so weird and murky that we're in that type of place because you literally are judging people based off of their looks now, you know. So they talk about it in this episode, like how dehumanizing it can be. So that last Mm -hmm. guy that she does end up going out on a date with, it feels like it's going in a positive direction. It feels like he might have good intentions, and he says he's a doctor. I don't know if he's really a doctor. He probably (laughs) just that's just his pickup line. But it all feels like it's working. He likes he likes She Hulk, of course. She's physical, but he's not intimidated by her because he's also like a pretty big guy. But then by the end of it, when she wakes up the next morning and she's Jen again, and she makes breakfast, she has like a mm-hmm. whole assortment of stuff laid out. Looks like she made mimosas, and he sees her as, as Jen. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I gotta go. I'm not really <laughs> here for that. That's that's interesting that you change back that way. Mm-mm-mm. And you can see clearly Jen is just like let down and disappointed. I'm just like wow." We only continue to dig ourselves in a deeper hole. We cannot We cannot ever come out ahead because these men are just only making it worse for what us because dig. they continue to reinforce every stereotype out there about, about men that exist. But yeah, it's kind of true that we kind of mm-hmm. deal with that at this point. So what did you think about him? And just like him being like this guy that for, for such a long period of time seemed like a at least a decent guy. They had chemistry. Mm-hmm. They obviously hit it off. But by the end of it all, he once again, just like everyone else, only wanted her for She-Hulk.
1: I think Jen has to learn how to like maybe like mid date how to like switch between them like pull pull people in with She-Hulk and then like maybe like switch to GN and be like okay are you really here for me kind of type thing um because that guy was only nice to her because she was She Hulk which is interesting but he was so oh tell me about your problems tell me about this yeah uh uh you know I don't know he was he was he was so nice uh at the time and that's exactly what she was looking for and so i think it's just one of those moments where she's learning how to operate she hulk in the dating life as well it's funny because i thought about this i was like hey we've never seen this with bruce really they just really they just throw in scarlett johansson <laughs> but i can imagine that bruce would go through the exact same thing like they they just want to see the hulk you know what i mean and and, and somebody who's stuck as a hulk he, <laughs> a lot of times he can't change back. You know what I mean. So I think that's uh that's interesting too. But man, I just I just feel bad for Jean. Man, that dude didn't have to do it like that. Good riddance. Um, but I can't wait for her to maybe figure it out if ever. Uh, <laughs> because just just knowing her in the comics, she's a, she's a party animal in the comics. We don't see that here. We kind of see like a I'm staying at home on a Friday night and not doing anything until she gets reminded like oh yeah it is friday night maybe i should do something um about it but i can't i can't wait to see really her more adventures on the dating side because that's that's uh something we hadn't gotten out of the mcu right everybody finds love through i don't know just these crazy storylines like pepper was already working for tony and you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's interesting to see somebody who hasn't quite figured it out this way, right? She don't, she doesn't have a Peggy to go back to in 1940s. She's like, okay, this is 2022. This is dating. We're on matcher. Let's figure it out. And so she finally comes across this guy who's like, okay, I almost got you. And he's trash as per usual. So, man, rooting for Jen again. So sad. Not she Hulk. I'm rooting for Jen.
0: Yeah, her as a person for sure. I think uh, I, I I love seeing this though, as as sucky as it was for her. I love seeing this just because of the relative low stakes nature of it. Obviously, for mm-hmm. her own personal feelings, it's not low stakes. Like, sucks to put yourself out there like that to only get rejected again as your own real self. But I just like seeing this normal stuff, just seeing these normal situations occur, seeing her dating life. We we don't have to have universe ending stakes every Mm -hmm. single time we go to a a new Marvel show or a new Marvel film that we go and see. I just like the fact that we can spend time with this type of element of of a person's life, which is very important to people on an individual basis, just dating and having a social life and what that all looks like. So seeing this even unfold in the way that it did, although it really didn't work out for Jen, if we're being honest, because she's, again, trying to find this right balance and trying to juggle these two personas, even for herself, and and, and and of course, to, to the large public eye, b- balancing that as well as in, in addition to other people's expectations, but just having the opportunity to spend time with her, to see her go through the motions with this stuff is really good to me, because I think, again, this is why She-Hulk is, is very different than a lot of stuff we've seen out of Marvel thus far, just because of how inconsequential it really is and i think that that's one of the biggest strengths because mm-hmm. i always talk about the human element when it comes to these marvel films and tv series and yes jen is a superhero in essence but we we get to see a lot of normalcy throughout this show more so than we than we typically would see yeah. we should talk about some of the new characters that get introduced here so of course donny blaze is sort of the central antagonist of the week because he's a copycat magician he is carrying around a set of sling rings and he has his own magic show Mm -hmm. he's presenting himself essentially as a sorcerer a master of the mystic arts we know that there are other sorcerers out there of course kamar taj they train sorcerers the sorcerer supreme you know sort of heads up that entire operation doctor strange is out there i had never thought about The idea of copycat sorcerers or copycat magicians sort of creating their own way and then also even like profiting off of it and how much they leaned into that. This guy has a whole magic show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's been he's been doing this for for a bit now. And Wong also knows it. Wong Wong recognizes that when Madison like pops into comertage, he's like, did a fake copycat sorcerer put you up to this? And she's automatically like, yeah, I just went to hell and like had to make a deal (laughs) with the devil in order to get out. And so Wong knows that these that these copycats are running around. And I think Donnie Blaze himself is kind of like persona non grata. What do you think about just like having this guy run around making money off of what it's like to be a master of the mystic arts and just being this copycat sorcerer that's just roaming free amongst the
1: world? i thought it made a ton of sense um i actually really like that story like this lost sorcerer who came out with a sling ring is like now doing magic um and it's so funny because just the group of people he's trying to do magic in front of are over it part of me was like why are they even there (laughs) because it didn't seem like they were going to be impressed from the get-go um but I can I can I can just imagine this guy. I feel like after using the sling ring only thing, I expected like more people to start coming. But he had like the same crowds every time. <laughs> i like, do people <laughs> even like what is the I don't you know, the pool with your magic shows, man? Like why isn't why isn't it growing at all? Especially after using this big sling ring. Um, but it's entertaining, uh, because I can just Im- I could just imagine I've like met people who've like I'm to pretend like Carmitage like is like uh uh like college. I've known people who went to college for like a week and then dropped out. But then they continue to tell people they went to college. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I, I've seen people like this guy kinda who are like bamboozling people um in real life and in doing magic. Uh but now I wonder um if yeah, never mind. But what came out of this whole thing, that's the best, is Madison. I love Madison. This is now like my favorite character. <laughs> she is the greatest. Um, Madison with, with two N's and a Y, but you don't know where it's at or whatever she says. I, I love that about her. Um, she's really cool. And oh, what what is it? But but it's not where you think. That's what it is. But it's not where you mm. think. Um and yeah, man, it's just a good time. I think there's 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 places to like. Put things in shows where there's real danger but i even like more the idea of there's a guy who doesn't know what he's playing with like he has no idea what he's doing and he gets himself into trouble there's the moment uh, uh in court first of all i know people love magic but come on there's the moment in court where the judge just like he pulls up a bunny and he's and she's like oh Okay, you can have your magic back until we figure this thing out. I'm just like, this. Are you serious? The bunny got you. I, 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 I'm just so used to seeing more harsh judges. <laughs> I think, um, than than when we got there. But one other thing, of course, Donnie Blaze sounds like Johnny Blaze, right? That's that has to be on purpose. The way this guy looks, he has like a conchu necklace on. I, he's a poser um and it very it very much feels like he he he's there to give a bunch of easter eggs of course he's here to give us an important story too he's also there to give us a bunch of easter eggs like oh here's this conchu necklace his name is Donnie blaze it's really close to johnny blaze here's this guy he has a sling ring he's gonna open up these random portals to dimensions random dimensions every time that he has no idea what's happening on accident now it's interesting how they could put like so much into one guy that's just wreaking havoc. Um, so, but he was he was an entertaining part of this week. I hate him. He's not a good person. <laughs> like there's one part where he's like on his pants. They it just says sex over and over over on his pants. It's crazy. I was like, what does this dude wearing right now? Does anybody else see this? <laughs> uh, but he's ridiculous. But I like that about it. That he's ridiculous because um, it makes for a cool antagonist. Because you you kind of understand him though. You're like, well, my my real magic's not getting any pool. I got this, this sling ring though let's uh let's use the sling ring I can see why a person would do that so uh it, it all made sense to me man but I thought it was fun even though I hate him in the, for a good reason <laughs> um and he brought about Madison which is the even better plus to this episode for me I
0: think the inclusion of Donnie here is it's one of the biggest strengths of the mcu and 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 also like one of those things that i think we typically forget about as an audience and that is that man on the street element of this universe that they pepper in through certain tv shows and films where it really helps reground everything that's happening here again i think when this show is working at its best it's working when it's focusing on sort of the low-stakes nature of everything that's happening right now. Donnie Blaze being a copycat, sorcerer, or magician, that's one of those things, again, I hadn't really considered that or thought about it coming into this. Hadn't really thought about that there's probably some would-be sorcerers out there who just didn't finish out their training that would still have these magical weapons in their possession and can still like do things and profit off of them. But it, it kind of got me thinking, and it reminded me of uh, one of those early Marvel one-shots that they did back in... Phase one, when they had, I think it was after the Avengers, it was on the home video release of that, it was called Item 47, mm-hmm. when they had two regular civilians come in contact with ch- Chitari weapons that were just like laying around New York City. And so they found like some Chitari guns and they used them to rob banks and steal money. And that's a very real consequence of something that will go down like that. This big, huge alien battle that takes place in New York. Of course, there's a lot of collateral damage there. There's a lot of debris there that probably takes weeks and weeks, maybe even months to clean up all that damage. So you have these regular people who just find this advanced technology and they can go on a bank robbing spree. I thought that that stuff was like really brilliant. And it feels like we're getting back to that because of these shows allows more time and opportunity to expand and like really think about this. And like, mm-hmm. even on the flip side, like people don't have to always commit crimes. Like I thought about Hawkeye and how we had the LARPers, you know, they're doing something good. They're, they're, they're cosplaying and doing their own like little right. situations off to the side. And they very much look up and revere a guy like Hawkeye. You know, we, we had that particular, that particular interaction go down there. And so I just love when we get these, these chances in these moments to just connect with normal people, because, mm-hmm. All the time, we get these huge world-ending cataclysmic events. You know, we get celestials popping up out of the ground. We get the multiverse is about to crack open and and, and destroy the the time space continuum. All these really really big implications. It's nice to just go to this random dude who has this cheap magic show that nobody goes to. Mm-hmm. He needs to really address his marketing problem, and we can just see like <laughs> what happens there, right? We can just see how that unfolds, and then he has to go answer for his crimes in a courtroom but he's a weirdo he's very weird like just throwing off smoke bombs in the middle of the courtroom conjuring bunnies you know trying to just really appeal to the judge but as you said not believable but i'll I'll say this if they leaned into being more serious and harsh with these judges that's where the show would probably fall apart because i don't know if they're (laughs) i I don't know if they're really equipped to try to tackle that type of stuff and, and to present these as like really serious cases it also feels like the superhuman law division is not something that's really taking all that seriously it's Mm -hmm. kind of like they're building it from the ground up and like jen is kind of like one of the first faces of it right and so i think even judges are looking at this stuff like can we can we please move on can we not can we not deal with this bullshit right now and get to the real stuff and so all of that really worked out for me but you did mention madison she was a particular standout here and on first glance i thought i'd be really annoyed by her just because like hey drunk white woman Uh the personality i'm like do I really want to see this but I got to say the way that she was written quite clever they they really <laughs> they really made me grow attached to her just because yes she's like always very inebriated and very very drunk always has a drink in her hand always ready for a good time but I think the way that she connected so quickly with Wong is where is where it kind of really it kind of really pulled me in because Wong also like allowed himself to open up to her even mm-hmm. though like you can tell he's a, he's a little annoyed by her like you fucking spoiled Sopranos for me. You ruined the show. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spend more time with you. But he does because it seems like they can have a good conversation. And we got that nice that nice end credits tag scene where they're just like talking about drinks, and she's just like going down the drink, like oh Manhattan, and she's talking about stuff I never even heard of, like the blue the blue cachao, whatever curacao. it's called, you, you've seen curacao. It yeah, I probably have, but I'm like I I, I don't know they what put this it in is. Other and, drinks. Uh-huh. Oh well, that's 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 probably why. And then he also <laughs> he said that he had what vodka and yak milk something like that i'm like yo you're drinking some real real hard shit there Wong. um but yeah i I really i I really like what they did there i I actually i'm kind of anticipating and hope that we can see her again like more throughout the rest of the series i don't know if it's going to be a ton but it would be nice like if wong comes back up if she just happens to find herself you know back next to him at, at his side talking about other shows probably spoiling shit once again, for him, but I, th- I thought everything that they did here with her was really, really impressive.
1: No, absolutely, man. Again, my favorite character in this episode, just because it's like a, it's it's very impressive for an actress to play a character like this and still provide so much charisma. You know, because like you said, because of the stereotypes that she was exhibiting, you expect not to like her, but because a lot of the things that she says and the way she says them, she's actually like super smart you know, in intelligent, um, she just chooses to turn up, like, she, wrote, she went through her emotions while she was going through these different dimensions, she remembers she had to, like, sign over something in her blood to a goat named Jake <laughs> in hell, you know what I mean, I was like, hey, you really know the details of what's going on, but, again, she still does it in a, in a, uh, again, because she's, she's, she's tipsy, probably the whole time and she you can tell she likes to have a lot of fun and i think um that is that's something that does pull pull i think the fun out of wall like in a good way you know what i mean where she's like she's gonna ask questions she's not one of them people that's just gonna sit by she's like oh no so what do you like to drink and that's why they're going through all these drink you know sort of things because she's the one that of course is trying to figure out Wong too now. She like, know who's Wong is she calls him, I think Wongi. I think she calls him. Wongers. 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 Yeah. Oh man. I, I can't wait to see more of her, man. I I hope, like you said, we see her in the in, in the rest of um the series. But she could pop up now with Wong at any time. I'm like, okay, this is Wong is like, hello, this is my best friend. <laughs> and I can't I can't wait for that to happen because now Dr. Strange be all over the world, man. I think it's cool for Wong to have a nice, mortal friend. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like a cool, mortal friend. She's just trying to turn up. She she asked him for some more yak milk. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, they have some left over. They're going to turn up in a second with some more yak milk. But he said he's never mixing it with vodka ever again, which <laughs> I, I understand completely. Um, but yeah, man, I like her a lot. and I, I really hope to see more of her because it's she's just a cool character. And I and i think it's it's rare that we like get some of some of these characters and what they exhibit is so different from um who they really are but she's here and i think she's she's great so
0: imagine her and wong going to do karaoke with shang chi and Katie Kate. like we saw yeah. in that post credit scene that would be an incredibly intense situation <laughs> they would be so fucking drunk and so tipsy in turn lit. like all the time so lit but i'd love I, i'd love to see that yeah i, I do hope we get, get a chance to see her again so as we wrap up here um we 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 appear to finally be getting the return of titania um who we have not seen since the first episode she's just been kind of lingering in the background her name has been mentioned a couple of times but it appears that she will be returning next week as expected we find out that Titania has been freed. She's filing a lawsuit against Jin. She's trying to trademark the name She-Hulk. She has an LLC. I think it's like Titania Worldwide LLC or something like that, something ridiculous. And so she's coming back. And so now that we are at the halfway point, I'm just wondering if Titania is going to present herself as ultimately the big bad of this show or if it's just like another case of the week situation. Because what I did find a little a little strange, and I'm just kind of wondering how this is all working to the degree of what the show is, is is trying to really carve out and, and ultimately be within within its own identity. It feels like it's on the in-between sort of sections of being an actual episodic show versus a serialized show, which we've become accustomed to lately where storytelling carries over from one episode to the next. The episodic nature of this is there, but I don't know if it's as well defined as maybe some other sitcoms that we would typically see out of comedies where it's like, no, these are all very, very much isolated and not much Mm -hmm. carries over at all. And so I find that they're figuring out that balance right now. I don't know if it's working. I don't know if they have striking the right balance because last week we saw The Wrecking Crew and they mentioned like The Boss and there was nothing about that this Mm -hmm. week. Right. We also got introduced to Mallory book last week and we saw her not at all this week you know so it it doesn't bother me because i i I feel that they certainly will pop back up later but i'm just wondering like how do you how do you take and and how do you respond to them introducing so many things and then just kind of leaving it up in the air and maybe we'll circle back to it at a later point but we don't we don't really have a clear course of direction because titania has very much been that for like the last three episodes she was just there in episode one has been gone and ghost and now Mm -hmm. it seems like she'll come back next week
1: yeah, there's a lot of shows that figured out how to be both serialized and episodic, right? But even in especially in the comedy space where uh man, I talked about it last, I think maybe last year, where I I watched all of Shits Creek. Shits Creek, you don't have to watch in order, but if you do, there are little things that carry over into each episode, you know? And I think there's a place for that to exist here too. And so I I also even before the episode, I click on this episode, I'm like, man, I can't wait to figure out who these guys' boss is. Then I don't hear about it. and it, it, it didn't take me out of it or anything, like you said, but I was just, like, hoping to hear something. And so I, I, I'm I thinking, like, maybe, I, I don't know, man, by the end of the episode, I mean, a lot has happened, right? This nigga blazed and opened up some demons out of Limbo or some shit. Um, and now... It's like we get to end the episode Titania pops up again. I'm like, so we're we not gonna hear about who the boss is unless it's Titania, which they, mm. didn't, they didn't they didn't they didn't tell us that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't really tell us anything. So it's it's really weird right now. Um I think, like you said, they can still rectify in in and, and bring up a lot of that stuff. They have plenty of time. Five episodes is a lot, especially after getting four already. You know, I, I appreciate the show for being as long as it is. Because of course, a lot of the other MCU shows is just not doing this, but they have a chance to to still tell us a lot of these things. And so, um, of course, I wanted to see you know a lot of that stuff this week. And I, but I think it, I think it is possible for them to do both. They didn't even have to have the the biggest arc ever to tell us who they were, right? Like you could have just gave us like a hint to I don't know, like anything. Like there's a news thing, and it was like She Hulk. Dust beats up these guys and then uh uh their boss is coming to I don't I don't know. I have no idea. But they could have they could've figured it out. So uh maybe maybe they will later on down the line. Maybe next episode, we still don't necessarily hear about who those guys' boss is. But we get a clue. You know what I'm saying? Like give us clues <laughs> uh into into what's happening here. Um but yeah, it, it may not have happened yet, but I think there's still time. And so I'd be worried if they don't start to bring up Mallory, who's huge. You know what I mean? I I'm a my my fear is that Mallory is one of those people that they're introducing now. End of the season, she'll get a couple nods, right? And then something happens where uh they're like saving her for She-Hulk season two. I'm like, no, you already introduced her. She's right there. You don't <laughs> you don't just bring in Renee Elise. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta use her and so um i'm hoping they uh yeah i hope i'm hoping they figure it out just like this episode felt like they figured a lot of stuff out i have i'm very optimistic that the next episode it's like okay y'all figured even more stuff out as y'all were writing um and i that happens sometimes um where the more you write the more you start to understand what you're doing and even though we've seen like the first episode could have been the last episode i think there's a lot of reworking that they've they, that they've done. And, and I'm hoping like the, the, this meat and potatoes, the middle of this series, they they figured it out. Um, and so I hope they keep the same energy. But of course, add a little bit more. A part of me
0: wishes that they would lean in one direction and just kind of pick a side. If I'm being honest, I think that uh, we, we we are teetering between the two. And you can do both, and and I I just don't know if this show is doing both as successfully as it possibly could. It's still early, obviously, but I think that picking picking a side and really focusing on that might have been a, a benefit. But I think that that's probably due to the nature of how they film these things. Uh, I I I don't I'm not sure if I'm not sure if they're necessarily filming them in an episodic manner. I know a lot of previous mcu series that we've gotten and this is something that they've told us this is not like conjecture they told us like yeah we consider this like one extended long movie it's like a six-hour movie and then they just cut it up in post-production is mm-hmm. like individual episodes that are released right. weekly i don't think that they've exactly done that here this feels a little bit more intentional in terms of the week-to-week structure because even at the end of this episode jen looks at the camera like oh well that's a really disappointing to the the end of this week's episode maybe you'll enjoy this tag so that's very intentional to call for the end of an episode. Right. And so I think they probably had a little bit more of a vision put in place there in terms of mm-hmm. what this was going to look like on an episodic week to week basis, because a lot of the show is that. And so I, I do think that there's improvements to be made in terms of striking that balance and, and, and allowing ourselves to really lean more into one side or the other It's clear that the episodic nature is where they want to go like that. That's what they want to do, because otherwise we would have one continuous story happening and that's not happening here. Mm -hmm. People pop up and just disappear and vanish and we don't see them for some weeks. And that's fine. I'm totally on board with that. I just want to see a little bit of a better balance for for the remaining few episodes to just have a I think just have a stronger grip on. What to expect week to week and how right. how I should leave certain episodes, because I, I was thinking like we would get a little bit of a clue about the wrecking crew and their boss this week. And we didn't. And I also suspected we probably wouldn't see Blonsky again this week. And we didn't. Right. And right. Again, not to say that he won't pop up once again in and la- in later in the show or he might not. He could just, you know, go off and. We won't see him again until the Thunderbolts in a couple of years and, and 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 all of that stuff. So I'm just I'm just wondering how it all works together. And it, it probably becomes more clear once we get towards the, the final episodes of the show when things are wrapping up. And then once we look back on it, if we ever revisit it and rewatch it, we'll say, like, oh, I see what that they were. I see what they were trying to do here. And it actually makes sense with the entire equation put forth in front of our faces. So we'll have to see. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for this episode of Two Black Nerds. Thank you again for tuning into another podcast. We will be back this upcoming Tuesday to talk about quite a few movies that we have to see. Of course, we got to talk about the latest horror film, Barbarian, that just dropped in theaters this weekend. So we'll be back to review that. And we'll catch up on some things that have been on streaming, including Elvis, which is on HBO Max, as well as Orphan First Kill, which is streaming right now on Paramount+. And as usual, we'll talk about the latest episode of the Game of Thrones prequel house of the dragon and as usual we will be back next friday to talk about episode five of she hulk attorney at law certainly looking forward to that but we have plenty to look forward to over the course of the next week but until then we'll see y'all next time
1: with that being said we are Audi 5000 please check out our nerds of thunder collection at twoblacknerds.com this is the year of 2022 black nerds and remember always bet on black appreciate y'all love y'all thank you for listening to another episode of two black nerds we're too black two nerdy and we out y'all
0: we in the morning, move like y'all be yawning It's three in the morning, and I'm still performing She's so persuasive, that marijuana She's so
1: flirtatious